But we are at day 49 of uh, 50 days of transformation in which we kind of let God transform our lives because, say it with me, Easter changes I want to hear everyone say that Easter changes everything. Easter is not just a one day out of the year event where we sing songs about the resurrection. Easter has the power to radically change our lives in every dimension, from our health to our our wealth, from our minds to our emotions, from our relationships to our jobs. Easter changes everything. And when we started the series, you know, I was kind of excited. We started on Easter Sunday, and I was in the lobby talking to people, and then my growth group met that week, and, uh, and we got a great group, people really very honest and vulnerable in that group, and a couple of the guys shared how, you know, they, they realized that, that their Christianity, their faith was really just a Sunday thing, that they never really took their faith and integrated it into their marriage or into their emotional health, or into their job, or their vocation. And they were really looking forward to the series because we have been learning for the last 49 days that Jesus can change every dimension of our lives. You see, it's a change from within. When we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, like we talked about on Easter Sunday, there's a change from within that changes every area, every dimension of our lives. You see, Easter gives us the power to start over. That's called forgiveness. Easter gives us the power to start over. Jesus gives us the power to keep going. Can you say that with me? Easter gives us the power to what? Jesus gives us the power to keep going. And this morning, I want to tell you, keep going. You can change. You can grow. You can live a better life. Jesus gives us the power to keep going. Now, we began this series by looking at the story of the prodigal son. And as we looked at the story of the prodigal son, we talked about what I refer to as the transformational process. Now, I use this probably once a week in my life. I hope you'll get this down. You'll use it in your own life. you use it as you talk to your friends and people that you love and care about. And the transformational process, you got to see the problem. Remember this? you got to own the problem. you got to solve it, and you got to do it. you got to see it, own it, solve it. Do it. Say it with me. See it, own it, solve it, do it. See it, own it, solve it, do it. Transformation begins with a willingness to see, to see the painful truth about ourselves, about our need for change. And then we've got to not just see it, we've got to own it. We've got to take ownership of it. We've got to take responsibility of it. Because if we don't own our problems, our problems will own us. Sometimes in life, we've got to get fed up to own up. You've got to get fed up with your marriage. You've got to get fed up with your job. You've got to get fed up with your health. Sometimes you've got to get fed up to really own up. So you see it, you own it, and then you solve it. After owning up, you face up to how you need God to help you change. That you can't have radical change, transformational change that lasts, that sticks. We're not talking about New Year's resolutions. We're talking about radical transformation that lasts, that change. A change from within that affects and changes your entire life. And you've got to see it. You've got to own it. You've got to solve it. You've got to invite God to help you to, to, to see it, to see the solution. You've got to face up to what needs to be done. And then with God's help, 
You do what? What's the fourth step? You do it. You do it. Just do it. And for the last six weeks, we've been looking at keystone habits that can have a cascading effect on our lives. And we began by looking at our physical health and how our physical health is a spiritual discipline. How we take care of our bodies is a spiritual issue. And we put to, memorize, we put to memorization 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. That was six weeks ago, and I'm sure most of us have forgot it already, but let's read this verse together like we have it memorized. All right, you ready? Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Very good. Paul says, listen, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Jesus died for your body. God owns your body, and he's loaned it to you. Now you need to take care of it. You need to honor God with your body and what you choose to do with it. And we talked about how physical exercise can be a keystone habit that can have a cascading effect on our lives. And studies have found that when people start exercising, even get this, as infrequently, or they do it frequently, but as infrequently as once a week, they start changing other unrelated patterns in their lives. Often unknowingly, just once a week. People who exercise typically start eating better, becoming more productive at work. They smoke less. They show more patience with colleagues and family and friends. They use their credit card less frequent. That's why it's, it's good, guys. Let her pay for that gym membership and go into the spa. See, I mean, it helps us use our credit card less frequently. And they say they feel less stress. Many people, exercise is a keystone habit that triggers widespread change in, uh, in their lives. See, God wants to transform our physical health. So we looked at our physical health, and then we looked at our number two was our mental health and how to make our mind mine. You remember that? Our memory verse was Romans 12, 2. Let's, uh, let's say that together. Do not conform. Kind of mumbling off as we get to the end, but we're doing pretty good. Paul says, listen, don't get sucked into the world's standard, the world's value. Don't conform. And how are you transformed? You're transformed by the renewing of your mind, by changing your mind. And we looked at three daily habits to have a healthy mind. Number one is I need to feed my mind truthful thoughts. I need to feed my mind truthful thoughts. I need to free my mind of bad thoughts. And I need to focus my mind on good thoughts. And one of those keystone habits that can help us do that is to daily read the Word of God. As we read our Bibles, we are feeding our mind God's truth, truthful thoughts. We are freeing our mind of bad thoughts, and we're focusing our mind on good thoughts. Daily reading God's Word will transform our lives like no other habit that I know. 
You see, change often doesn't start with your behavior. It starts with your thinking and your thoughts. And the more you focus on God, the more you're going to become like the resurrected and living Christ. So we talked about our mental health, and then we talked about our emotional health and how to manage unwanted feelings and how you got to name it, you got to challenge it, and you got to tame it. First, you got to name it. You got to put a name on that feeling. And that's very hard sometimes because our feelings come in layers. And so we need to ask ourselves, how am I really feeling? What's going on here? Because if you can't name it, if you can't name and find and identify that feeling that's creating triggers in your life and problems in your relationships, you can't change it. So you got to name it. And then as soon as you name it, you got to challenge it. You got to challenge what you're feeling. You just don't automatically accept that what you're feeling is true. Our feelings can mislead us. Our feelings can deceive us. So we have to challenge it. So you name it, you challenge it, and then you tame it. You bring it under control. You allow the Holy Spirit to help you manage that emotion by changing it or by channeling it to do good, to do the right thing. You, you take a negative emotion and you make it a positive. And we talked all about that. Now, the verse that we put to memory was Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Can we say that together? Come to me, all you who are... Jesus is saying that. He's saying, listen, I want to give you rest. I want to transform your emotions because it's your emotions. It's your emotional makeup that's keeping you from peace. Come to me and I will give you rest. He wants to transform our emotions. And then we talked about our relational health. And we looked at that couple way, way back. You know, that couple that we're all related to by the name of... That's right. We looked at Genesis 1 and 2 and 3, and we saw that our fears is what hurts our relationships. And my fear of exposure makes me distant. Adam was running from God. God pursued him. Where are you, Adam? Our fear of exposure of the truth, it makes us distant in our relationships. My fear of disapproval makes me defensive. What did Adam do? God asked him, you know, why'd you eat the fruit? And what did Adam do? He took her like a man, right? And he blamed his wife. And then he blamed God. He said, you know, you gave her to me. You know, it's really your fault. And Eve did the same thing. And that's what, that's what fear does. Fear of disapproval. It makes us defensive. And number three, my fear of losing control makes me demanding. Fear of losing control. They're losing control. They got pushed out. Of the, it made them demanding. We talked about that. And then we talked about the antidote to fear. And I thought this was very interesting. The antidote to fear really isn't faith. In 1 John, uh, John the Apostle John makes it very clear that the antidote to fear is love. And how love helps us overcome any fear. And we need God's love in our hearts. God's love heals our relationships. And we talked about how we need to learn the habit and I think this is so good. We need to learn the habit of living in God's love. Every single day of your life, you need to have the habit in your life, the practice of really living in God's love. How do you do that? Number one, every day I surrender my heart to God. Every day I start my day by saying, God, I give you myself. I give you my all. I give you my heart. Every day I remember the way God loves me. 
God loves me the same regardless to what I do or what I don't do. Every day I remember the way God loves me. And then every day I offer that same love to others. Our memory verse for that week was uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, a great verse of Scripture. Let's, uh, can we uh, say that one together? Above all. That's a great verse. Some of you guys, you need to put that one to memory because when you mess up, you need to say love covers over a multitude of sin, right? It's a great verse. And a keystone habit that will help your relationships, get this, is something very simple like having a meal together. Studies have shown that families who regularly eat dinner together seem to raise children with better homework skills, higher grades, greater emotional control, more confidence. A simple keystone habit like praying together and eating together can have this huge cascading effect on your family. So we talked about our relationships and then we talked about our finances and our vocation and vocational health and how we need to trust God as the source and the supplier of our needs, how we need to put our faith and our trust in God and in God alone and not trust so much in ourselves, and then how we need to enjoy what we have. We need to be appreciative and grateful of what we have. And we talked about what you do, your vocation, is not nearly as important as how you do that. You remember Rick talking about that? What you do is not nearly as important as how you do it. You see, God looks at success differently than we do. Success with God has more to do with our character than it does with our career. God wants to use your career to help grow and mature and develop your character, to help you to become more like the resurrected and living Christ. God uses that to change us, to, to transform us. See, what you do is not nearly as important as why you do it and how you do it. That's God's focus. And a great verse on that is Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. This is a phenomenal verse. Let's say it, can we, together with great enthusiasm. All right, you ready? Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Not for the boss, not for the CEO. Not for your partners, but for God. And a simple keystone habit that truly could transform your career is changing your attitude from I have to work to I get to work. Can you say that with me? I have to work to I get to work. It's a privilege to work. I get to go to work every day. You get to go to work every day. And you are serving who? You're serving Jesus Christ. You see, we need to understand who we're working for. And regardless of your profession, ultimately, every single one of us that calls ourselves a follower of Jesus Christ, we are serving Christ in our vocation. And a, a simple keystone habit that can really have a transformational uh, effect upon your career is this. It's a habit that your mother told you every day, probably for years. And she told you over and over again to do it. And some of us still do it to this day, and 
Others of us don't, but they have done research and they have found if we'll do this simple habit every day, it can bring about vocational success. What habit am I talking about? Talking about doing what? Making your bed. (laughs) Making your bed. It has been proven that making your bed every morning is correlated with better productivity, a greater sense of well-being, and stronger skills at sticking with a budget. Oh, man, you didn't want to hear that today at church, right? (laughs) See, God's concerned. He's concerned about our financial health. He's concerned about our vocational health. He wants to help us succeed. Now, let me say something. You can change. You can change. You can grow. You can do it. You can become the person that you want to be and God wants you to be. But you got to see it. You've got to own it. And with God's help, you've got to solve it. And then with God's help, you have to do it. Do it. What do you need to do? What do you need to do? What keystone habit will have a ripple effect throughout your life if you will consistently, habitually do it? You see, some habits have the power to start a chain reaction. Some habits matter more than other habits because they have this cascading effect on our lives. You can change. You can do it. Some of you need to start regularly exercising. Some of us need to permanently change our eating habits. Some of you need to focus on renewing your minds by daily reading the Word of God. Some of us need to start managing unwanted feelings by naming them and challenging them and taming them. Others of us need to learn the habit of every day living in God's love and letting God's love cast out all fear. Others of you need to begin to eat together as a family, religiously, consistently. You need to pray together as a couple. Others of you need to focus on changing your attitude from I have to work to I get to work. Others of you need to start making your bed every day. You can change. You can do it. Now let me share um, a simple, without a doubt, the greatest. God bless you, man. You're having a hard time over there. You all right? I feel the exact same way. If you find a bottle of water, share it with me. I got something in my throat too. Let me share a a simple keystone habit that's had truly a transformational impact on my life. And I, I, I do this every day and I've done it literally for decades. And it truly, more than anything else, has transformed my life. It has changed me. It's changed me as a husband. It's changed me as a pastor. It's changed me as a man. It helps me grow and change as a person. And I do it every day. Every morning, Uh, at least six out of seven days a week. I get up while it's still dark, and I guess I pee first, but that's really more information you need to know. But after I do that, I go and I make my coffee. Sorry about that. I mean, I'm kind of being truthful there. But anyways, all right, I do that. I make coffee, and then I get my iPad out, and I go over to my YouVersion Bible app, and I click on that, and I, have, I find my reading plan that I'm in. It's got it all there for me. And I'm reading through the entire Bible this year. And, I, and I've read through the entire Bible probably two dozen times 
over the last couple decades. But it, it's all there for me. I mean, it is all there for me. And reading my Bible on a consistent basis every morning has had the greatest transformation in my life. And today we're on day 49. Tomorrow we read day 50. And many of you are asking, what's next? You know what next is? It's to download version Bible app on your computer, on your smartphone, and begin to develop the habit of meeting with God first thing in the morning. You can pee first, but then you need to meet with God first thing in the morning. And it will transform your life like no other habit. Not just spiritually, it'll transform your life relationally and emotionally in your business life. It changes your focus and your outlook. It's so powerful. Now, we're going to have what we call app experts in the rotunda after the service to help those of you that are 55 and up uh, download the Bible U version onto your phone. Or maybe you've got it already and you really aren't using it well or right or you're kind of lost or confused. We want to help. And the app is free. I mean, it even can have reminders that will remind you, you know, Christian, you haven't read your Bible yet. I mean, it will send you emails. It'll do more things than you ever think. It has a plan. You can keep track of how consistent you're really being because we all think we're doing better than we really usually are. Um, and so it, it does that as well if that's what you want. If you want a lot of forgiveness, you can program it to give you a lot of forgiveness and you can skip a bunch of times. I mean, it's amazing what it does. But it's not the app. It's experiencing God. By reading his word every day. It is life transformational. And I want to encourage you to do that. That's our next step. And I would encourage you, if you've never done that before, you never used the YouVersion Bible app, I would start. It has probably over 100 different devotional plans. Um, and I would encourage you, and it's about a couple dozen different translations, I would pick what's called the New Living Translation, the NLT. And, and just try to read through the New Testament in a year. It's basically less than a chapter a day. It really won't take you more than 10 minutes to do it. It's really not that hard. And you'll read through all 27, 27, 29, 27, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. All 27 books in one year, 10 minutes, by getting your U version out. And, and it's right there. And if you forget that morning, you oversleep, you can take it with you to work. You got it on your, on, you got it on your phone. And these phones are incredible. It's so helpful. So let me say it again. You can change you can do it you really can easter gives us the power to start over jesus gives us the power to keep going can we pray can you pray right now to yourself can you say jesus help me to change can you pray right now to yourself, Jesus, help me to grow. Help me to develop some of these keystone habits that will really have a cascading effect upon my life and those I love. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, can you tell God right now, just between you and God, the keystone habit that you need to really focus on and begin to start and develop in your life? Just see it and own it right now. I've shared about nine different keystone habits. Tell God you need his help. Ask God to help you to do it. 
make a commitment right now to do it. To consistently, faithfully do that thing that you need to do. You know, if you're here this morning, you can start over. The beautiful thing about Jesus Christ and Christianity, it's all about grace and forgiveness. And right now, you can start over. You can ask God to forgive you of your sins. And I just invite you right now, if you've never done that before, just say, God, I want to be honest and real with you. And I realize that I've messed up in my life at times. And I ask you to forgive me. And I believe that you love me so much that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. And I invite Christ to come into my life right now and to transform me. Invite Christ in. Allow God to do this work of transformation in your life. God, we're so grateful this morning that you're a creator that's close. You're not a creator that's at a distance, that you want to be actively involved in every day of our lives. God, help us to make the choice. Help us to develop those habits that allows us to focus on you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.